0: Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Susio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to our podcast series, Everything You Wanted to Know About Regulatory Compliance But Were Afraid to Ask. I'm joined today by Len Susio. So what exciting topic do you have, Len, today for our listeners?
1: Well, Dean, an article published by S&P last week got my attention. The article was titled, quote, Bank Regulators Give More Adverse Community Reinvestment Act Ratings This Year. And indeed, the article cited the fact that 12 banks received a less than satisfactory performance rating for the first half of 2023 compared to 14 during all of 2022. So the trend definitely is up. The question is why? Are more banks performing poorly or are the regulars enforcing tighter standards?
0: Now, those are intriguing questions, that's for sure. I know I would like to know the answer, and and I'm sure many of our listeners would like to know that as well. Uh, What are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I think there's strong evidence that regulators are tightening performance standards. But I also think that fair lending issues are also adversely impacting performance ratings.
0: So what's the evidence that the regulators are, are tightening these standards, Len?
1: Well, the first thing is that the proposed new CRA rule, which was published last year, is strong evidence that regulators have intended to placate the critics of the historically low CRA failure rates. Since CRA was substantially revised in 1995, the CRA exam failure rate has hovered around 1.2%. And it may be surprising to some people that the regulator that has handed out the most CRA exam failures and at the highest failure rate is the FDIC. That may be because the FDIC is truly the tougher regulator, or it may be that the FDIC supervises relatively small banks. Nevertheless, I think the FDIC chair, Martin Grinberg, let the cat out of the bag last year when he made comments about the proposed new CRA rule. In a speech in June of 2022 to the NCRC, Chairman Grinberg said, quote, the NPR approved by the federal banking agencies would significantly expand the scope and the rigor, emphasize rigor of CRA. And in case anyone missed the point in that same speech, he later added, quote, the NPR would raise the bar for CRA performance, end quote. So Chair Greenberg made it clear regulators intended to raise the performance standards for CRA in the NPR. And that, to me, is the first piece of evidence which I submit to your audience or our audience that indicates the increasing CRE exam failure rate can be traced to more rigorous and higher performance standards. There's more? Oh, yes. The NPR itself examined the impact of the proposed rule on CRE examination performance ratings, and the results were nothing less than shocking. For right in the middle of the NPR was an analysis of the new rule's impact had it been in force during three different time periods since the year 2000. Our listeners may not believe what I'm about to say, but this is not an analysis that I did. It is an analysis by the bank regulators themselves. Remember that the historic Sharia exam failure rate for the last 20, 25 years was about 1.2%. But the analysis showed that the retail lending test, the most important CRA test that must be passed to get a composite satisfactory performance rating, the failure rate would soar to 12%. You heard me right. That's 10 times the historic failure rate since the year 2000. But even more shocking is that the low satisfactory performance rating just above, quote, needs to improve, would be assigned to 46% of the banks examined. Think about that almost half the banks examined would be barely above the failure threshold and another 12% would be below this failure threshold. That to me is pretty powerful evidence that indicates the goal of the regulators was to increase the CRA exam failure rate and they may very well be doing it now. Although the final rule has not yet been published, much of its most far reaching impact could be put into effect without any notice or fanfare. What am I referring to is it is calibrated performance standards that were identified in the regulation or the proposed rule. We've known that the reference points that you examiners have been using for the last 25 years, but the agencies have never exactly indicated what the performance ranges are to get a satisfactory performance rating on any CRA test. But in the NPR, Explicit and precisely calibrated benchmarks were announced. Now, because the precise standards have never been published, there's nothing to prevent the regulators from putting into effect the official calibrated benchmarks they propose in the NPR, the same ones that basically cause a tenfold increase in the failure rate, right? In fact, there's no way of knowing if they've already done that since the standards were never precise and their vagueness remains in effect today. So, it's Dean, it's entirely possible that the proposed calibrated standards have already been put into practice, unofficially, of course, and the increased CRA exam fair rate may actually reflect that.
0: You make a pretty strong case that regulators have raised the bar to pass the CRA exam. Is there anything else that suggests this, Lynn?
1: Yes. Well, don't forget that another important element in the NPR was the incorporation of a more significant impact of fair lending issues on CRA performance ratings. I've noticed that in a number of the institutions that failed their CRA examinations this year, fair lending issues were a factor that lowered the bank's performance rating. We also know that the anti-redlining initiative announced by the Department of Justice has been aggressively implemented with the full cooperation of bank regulators. Earlier this year, in April of 2023, the Assistant Attorney General announced in a speech at Seton Hall University that a record number of redlining referrals have been received from bank regulators during 2022. I'm certain that also has been a factor in the increased CRA exam failure rate. So once again, the evidence points to a change in regulatory practices that are causing more CRA exam failures.
0: Yeah, I can certainly echo the the uh the posture uh uh increased posture, I should say, relative to fair lending exams. So do you have any advice for our audience or as well as our, our, our help <laughs> all all of us that are helpless to do anything about this particular stance of the regulators?
1: <laughs> Start praying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two things I'd like to say. The first thing is to be aware of what's happening and what's driving it. Knowing what the calibrated series performance standards are that were proposed, I would conduct a series self-evaluation on that basis and apply the calibrated performance standards to your self-evaluation. That way you can anticipate if you're going to have problems or not using the unofficial standards that have uh, yet to be officially announced. And the second thing is we know that a broad interpretation of the REMA issue, I'm talking about regionally expected market area, uh, which you and I have discussed in some previous podcasts, has been used to expand markets for application of redlining allegations. I strongly recommend that banks self-evaluate what their REMA, their regionally expected market area, may be in light of the liberal application of the concept of REMAs by regulators and then determine if the REMA itself sets the bank up for the appearance of redlining. If, if banks do these two steps, they'll be in a position to anticipate uh, if they're going to be in for a rough ride on their next CRA exam.
0: Yeah, this is indeed very interesting, and uh, I encourage everybody to follow this as well with the uh, uh, the, the the proposed rulemaking uh, it's definitely an informative topic and uh, your advice to our listeners should be well taken. Uh, this is Dean Stockford from m M&M and Consulting.
1: And this is Len Susio with Geodatavision saying, we hope you enjoyed today's broadcast and found it informative. Please send us your suggestions for future podcast topics. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the
0: podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow Eminem Consulting and GeoData Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.